as many of you know, I was with you earlier today uh, for the uh, standing between the living and the dead devotional service and uh, glory be to God it was another great one by the grace of God uh, Daniel Ezekiel please uh, let me know uh, exactly the number of the devotional day I think it's close to 780 or something like that and to close out this tumultuous sad perverted month uh, God has given me the liberty to come back and preaching your hearing the discipline that Jesus Christ expects of his disciples and this is part seven of the Just Jesus Evangelistic Campaign Day 1987 since January the 20th 2017 day 2372 since January the 1st 2016 Please stand for the reading of God's holy word and turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13 verses 51 and 52. Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood all these things? They say unto him, Yea, Lord. And then said he unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, on this Thursday night, the last night of June the 30th, Holy Father God, we praise you and thank you for bringing us through a demonic infested month, a perverted month, a crazy month, thus a tumultuous month. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for giving me your strength, your energy, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Gospel <coughs> uh, pardon me Lord and to preach your holy word each and every day sometimes two and three times a day throughout this month and uh, holy father God hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven and uh, holy father God I, I praise you and I thank you for your, your goodness, your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits at your right hand interceding for us. I praise you and I thank you for the gift of the person of your Holy Spirit uh, and your Holy Word. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you continue to bestow upon us and that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. 
and Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, as we as your people, those of us who have gathered together, and Lord, I, I, I somehow believe, Lord, yes, we do have many who are irreligious and who are not saved gathering on for the first time. But Lord, after years, by your grace of preaching, I, I would venture to say that most of the people who have gathered around tonight from around the world uh, on a Thursday night in the demonic homosexual pride month are people who are truly born again particularly uh, based upon the way I preach and the way you've led me to preach your holy word and so I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that. And at the same time, for Jesus Christ's sake, please continue to have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And uh, Holy Father God, wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences. Uh, Lord, uh, whiter than snow through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the finished work of Christ. And uh, Holy Father God, crucify our flesh afresh and anew even tonight and fill us all with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for the salvation of the lost in the church and outside of the church. Uh, Lord, including my wife, Marika White, and other people in our family who are religious, church members, and some even faithful to the church, but not faithful to you because they don't know you as Savior. I understand this by your grace very well because uh, I was raised in church, uh, but I was lost in church. I was not saved. I know that's hard for some of my family members to get their head around, but that's the reality, and that is the reality for them. And so, and I know from, uh, by your grace, being truly saved, true salvation in you makes a difference in the person's life, uh, and as we will preach on even tonight. Uh, and this is not something that... Uh, my son Daniel Ezekiel and I have put together for this time we're just preaching uh, straight through the book of Matthew and uh, it is your will for us to be here at this time and so Lord I pray that at the same time you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife's life and other, out of the lives of other people in my family who have allowed somehow the devil to enter into their lives and to influence their lives, to oppress their lives. And Lord, I do pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of their lives. And I pray this for other families, ministries, and churches where they have people that somehow uh, snuck in unawares. And they're always at the heap, the bottom of the heap of all problems and so of uh, trying to hinder your work 
Uh, it's not our work that they're trying to hinder. They're trying to hinder your work and your gospel from going forward. And so, Lord, we pray that as you are stepping and cleaning up the church, that you would deal with these tares as well. And uh, we pray that they will be converted. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind our enemy the devil, his demons, and his hosts, not only from this service and this time, but, Lord, from the afterglow. <clears throat> All the way until we go to bed. And grant us a peaceful night of rest and sleep. Wake us up at the time appointed. Lord, if you want to wake us up, if you choose to tarry your coming. And Holy Father God, I pray that you grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word and your holy gospel. Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and deliver us as your Christian people, those of us who are saved, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And help us all to humble ourselves tonight, those of us who are saved, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning, and draw them to yourself for salvation. And Lord, as we are facing more of the coronavirus in a, sense, in a more serious version, as we are facing uh, the monkeypox that is increasing, as we are facing uh, crime uh, like we've never seen it before in our lifetime and uh, storms and everything else that is happening all around us help us to keep looking up help us to remember the blessed hope and have it to change our lives and Lord we pray that you lift our burdens cares and worries and anxieties troubles problems and fears from our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you would deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ if we're willing to confess our sins and repent of our sins and turn away from our sins. Deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions. And cares and worries and anxieties, tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. And deliver all of us tonight from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family and financial, student loan debt, student progress problems. Oh Lord, for those of us who are trusting in you and following you and obeying you, and Lord, we also pray that you'll protect all people from a further housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, or utilities crisis around the world. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would bless and protect my family uh, tonight and all other families that name the name of Christ especially, but all other people until they come to know your Savior. And Lord, protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. Protect us, Lord, from the demons of hell. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole armor of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. 
cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ. And Lord, we pray that again that you would not only bless this time, but bless the remainder of this night and help us to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you. Keep us, Lord, in perfect peace. Even after this service, help us to continue to pray without ceasing, to pray always, and to continue instant in prayer, and to remember your parable that you gave to this end, to this purpose, and to this aim, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there was a time, and of course, all most preachers who have been to Bible college or seminary have been trained not to pray long prayers uh, before the sermon. But God has led me to pray the way I pray because the situation is so bad in the world in the church today and in the world today that um, truly we ought to be praying more than what we have been and some of you don't have anybody praying for you and I want you to know and God has put in my heart to let you know somebody is praying for you and even if you don't pray I want you to hear me pray but I rather for you to pray with me and not listen to me but I do want you to understand my brothers and my sisters that the most important thing you can do right now is pray without ceasing and read the Word of God and if you don't go out most churches don't have visitation night anymore if you're not going out with somebody at the church to visit people and to try to lead them to the Lord at least go out with your family and pass out gospel tracts at a distance People do not want you coming upon them. They, they might shoot you. A story came out yesterday. A man was in a subway type restaurant and somebody put too much mayonnaise. Now I know how important it is for the people to make the sandwich right. And I do not want a person to get an attitude if I tell them to fix something. But I never heard of somebody just killing people because they put too much mayonnaise on the sandwich and people will kill you today while you're saying the Lord's Prayer so you need to understand that you you and I've been telling you this over the past five six years leave people alone don't be messing with people if you pull in front of somebody or they pull in front of you let them go let it be, in the words of the Beatles, let it be, lest you be dead and pushing up daisies. So, um, you need to be wise as a serpent in this world and harmless as a dove. People, many people now are on the edge and they want somebody to push them. So, don't, don't mess with people today. You pray for people, you pray for yourself. And you pray for every situation that you're entering into before you do it. A beautiful woman was uh, strolling down the street with a stroller, a baby stroller. And I knew as soon as I heard it, some, some Negro did it, murdered her, shot her point blank. I don't know why she was walking down the street. May I say something to all of the women we love? Because, uh, and, and, and the sons that we love too. 
but especially all of the women that we love. Um, don't be silly-minded. Don't think you can do what you used to do, like jogging in the woods in the morning. Don't, don't, don't be silly-minded. Don't do stuff like that. I know you feel footloose and fancy-free. I know you feel and you think and you know that nobody ought to grab you and, and, and harass you or do anything to you. I know you can tell an old boyfriend to leave you alone and say you quit him. Uh, you better inform people before you do all of that. I, I lovingly and strongly tell all of the women that we love. You wives, you need to consult with your husband and let your husband know what you're doing and uh, where you're going and uh, before you go and do it today. Daughters, if you don't have a husband, you need to consult with your father and uh, check with him before you do things. Some of you have already been hurt, and because of your pride and stubbornness and not wanting to have somebody to be over you and to guide you, and you're paid with a heavy price. Our young men, I mean, I never, I never, there's, a, there's something, don't go and look at it now, you can look at it later. But there's something on CBS tonight. Out of all places, Jackson, Mississippi. They have one of the highest murder rates per capita of young black men in Mississippi. Black police chiefs, churches all around, part of the buckle of the Bible belt. I believe that the president of the National Baptist Convention, he may be listening to me right now, is his church is in that city. Uh, I said it before and I'll say it again. The problem in our cities today is the church. Now, out of all the cities in uh, America, Jackson, Mississippi, highest murder rate per capita, all of them young black men, whole room. It's on the TV right now, I think. Don't go there right now. Get the tape. Uh, uh, TiVo it. Whatever. You keep on listening to the word. I'm the one that told you. Don't go run away from me. Whole room of mothers. Sons. Murdered in Jackson, Mississippi. Of all places. I got saved in Mississippi. Down on the Gulf Coast. Keesley Air Force Base. Best thing that ever happened to me happened to me in Mississippi, of all places. And now we got murder running rampant in Jackson, Mississippi. I thought for sure that Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi, I think that's where Deion Sanders is coaching the football team at. Jackson State, I think that's the name of the state, uh, university. So, people, in the words of Mrs. Ruby Gooding, this is a praying time. If there ever was a time to pray, that time is now. So please forgive me for those of you who get bored with long prayers before I preach, which I used to not do. Most preachers don't do that. But when I, when I don the pulpit, something comes over me, and God just says to my heart, Son, just pray. Just pray. Uh, like you want to pray. You just don't don't worry about time. And so, uh, when I pray, the prayer that God has given to me, 
it covers all the bases for the most part. Daniel Ezekiel or Daniel or Daniel, please put up a little talk with Jesus, the words for a little talk with Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, back to the message. Dr. Billy Graham, who is now home with the Lord, having served his generation, said, to be a disciple is to be committed to Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, and committed to following him every day, all day. To be a disciple is also to be disciplined in our bodies, our minds, and our souls. The discipline that the Lord wants his disciples to have and to practice. Dear friends, tonight after finishing his parables, Jesus asked his disciples if they understood them and with one last analogy informed them that, or rather informed them what their purpose was as people who have received instruction in the kingdom of heaven. The BKC, the Bible Knowledge Commentary says about this passage, Jesus asked the disciples if they had understood all he told them. Their yes answer is surprising for they could not have known the full implications of these parables. In fact, the disciples' subsequent questions and actions proved that they did not really comprehend the parables. Jesus, however, was performing the function of an owner of a house, a householder, who could bring new and old treasures out of his storeroom. In these seven parables, he presented some truths they were well aware of and others that were new to them. They knew about a kingdom over which the Messiah would rule and reign, but they did not know it would be rejected at the time it was offered. They knew the kingdom would include righteousness, holiness, godliness, which some of us in the church act like we don't know anything about and foolishly think that grace is for sinning instead of not sinning. But they did not know it would also include some other things. Including evil. Jesus pointed up a new truth that the period between his rejection and his second coming would be characterized by professing followers, both good and evil. This error would have a small beginning, but it would grow into a great kingdom of professors. Now, uh, let me pause right there, and this is uh, why God spoke to my heart as an evangelist, because most evangelists understand that the gospel is very simple, uh, and the gospel is easy. God made it easy. We have some theologians from the seminary and the cemetery, and I've been to the seminary, uh, 
against my first true pastor's wishes, which he called the seminary, and I do believe that some young preachers go to the seminary and die. I believe that it's best for a young preacher boy, as we used to call them. They don't want to be called that today. I believe they ought to serve in the church for 12 years before they go to the seminary and serve faithfully. I don't believe you ought to send a young man to the seminary. He's 18 years old, 19, 20, 21. All he's going to get is a bunch of puffed up knowledge and then he'll start creating things that do damage to the church. The greatest formers of traditions instead of preachers of the Word of God come out of the best seminaries uh, and then they, uh, they produce hot shot preachers who think they know everything and think their new ideas will uh, change the church for the good forever and normally it, it hurts the church. I thank God I did not go to seminary uh, right out after I got saved or right when God called me to preach which was right after I got saved. I thank God he prevented me from doing that until I had served as an evangelist for about 10 years traveling around the world and preaching the gospel also getting married which I think is huge for a young man I do believe all young men ought to get married I do not uh, uh, and they ought to marry young I have no problem with a young woman who does not want to get married and stay single as long as she keeps herself, but I don't know of any men who have the gift of celibacy. And, and being the head of a household prepares you well to serve as a minister. And also, uh, by the grace of God, I served over 10 years as a pastor, even though that's not my calling. And uh, But all that prepared me for this day and time, and I thank the Lord for it. And then after that, 20 years of serving the Lord, I went to uh, an accredited seminary. I had gone to previous, uh, in previous years, to Bible colleges. but not the seminary. I, I, I believe it's best for a preacher to serve under his pastor for about 12 years and then go to the seminary. That's what I believe. Anyway, we have many professors in the church. Many people who profess to be saved, but they're not. And this is a tragedy. And God had to teach me this and show me this that even though salvation is simple and easy, some people get slipped a mickey. Some people are not sincere when they do it. And uh, down the road, as we heard in these parables, uh, it comes to uh, it comes to uh, uh, a point where we see the person never got saved. It's not a matter of them losing their salvation, they never had it. For once it takes, it takes. And you will see a difference in that person's life. If sin does not bother you, if lying to somebody does not bother you to no end, and you can repeatedly uh, say the lie, over and over again and you're not convicted, uh, you're lost and on your way to hell. For no Christian can do that.
if sin does not bother you, if watching pornography does not bother you, if lusting after somebody does not bother you in your soul and in your spirit, if committing fornication or homosexuality or adultery does not bother you, to the point where God will move in your life and bring heavy conviction to the point that you will stop it, there's something wrong somewhere. Once this process began, it could not be stopped. And within it, God is maintaining his people, Israel, and uh, creating, if you will, his church. This inter-Advent period will end with a time of judgment in which God will separate the wicked from the righteous. Yes, the wicked tares in the church and those who are truly born again will then enter the and the righteous rather will then enter the earthly kingdom to rule and reign with Jesus Christ. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, if I were you, I would take the word of God seriously and I would get my house in order and prepare to meet my God if I were you. Because all of this is going to come to pass. Uh, let me show you where my mind is. I'm praying for all of my family members, particularly, to get saved. Because our life is not just about down here on earth. There's going to be a divine reset, and I want them to be a part of the divine reset. Because it's going to be one grand reunion, I believe. In fact, I know I have some family members that I'm going to see in heaven. Now, n none of my family members are, are where I'm at, spiritually speaking, about that. They're, they're not thinking about heaven. I'm trying to make sure they get into heaven so that I can see them and rejoice with them throughout eternity. That's, that's where my mind is. I'm already gone, sitting in uh, heavenly places, okay? Uh, <laughs> that's why you hear me listening to that song and singing that song all the time. I'll fly away. I'm already, I'm already there by the grace of God. By the grace of God. I'm, I'm, God has already told me I have pretty much finished my course and I have kept the faith. And my departure is at hand, at least from this country, but with uh, Justice Thomas talking like he's talking, I may stick around and see what the end going to be. Go ahead, Justice Thomas, do your thing. But we don't have 50 years, we don't have 50 months. We can't wait, we can't wait that long. to turn this thing around regarding homosexual marriage, which even they didn't do in Sodom anymore. They didn't even have the mind to think of something so stupid. Two men can't get married. Two women can't get married. I don't care if you like it or not. You say, preacher, I'm a gay, I'm a homosexual, and, and I kind of like your preaching. And uh, see, until you say stuff like that, well, you know, that does not matter to me. Two men and two women can't get married, period. That's not, that's not possible. God does not recognize that. And you know that. That's probably one of the reasons why you like my preaching, because it's the truth. And nobody, nobody has ever told you the truth before. Through these parables, Jesus answered... the question, what happened to the kingdom? The answer, God's kingdom will be established on earth 
at Jesus' second coming. I call it the divine reset. It's going to be something, and I wouldn't miss it for the world if I were you. Meanwhile, good and evil, good and evil coexist. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, with that knowledge that you just gained, what will you do with Jesus the Christ? Do you know him as Savior? Get closer to him then. Pray without ceasing. Read his word every day. Don't just wait for these services. Meditate on his word every day. Get your mind right and your heart right with God. So that you can be a part of the wonderful divine reset. It's going to be just as real as this life. In fact, I believe it's going to be more real. It's going to be really real as we learned in college. The really real. The realness that you feel right now, you're going to feel it a hundred times more in the really real kingdom. It's going to be glorious. And I don't know about you, but I'm trying to get my family to show you how far gone I am with it. I'm not worried about stuff down here. I'm not in the prosperity gospel trying to get a new car and a new house. Man, I have a mansion up there. I will need a car up there. I'll just get up and go. And I'm trying to show you where I'm at. I'm looking at my children in heaven. That's where I'm at. Huh? And you better be praying for your children and your grandchildren to be in heaven. Whoever's in your family, you need to be praying for them. Stop playing. Stop not believing the Bible. And pray for your children and your grandchildren to make it into the kingdom. And not be in hell with the devil. And in most cases, sad to say, and you can hate me if you wish, a lot of these young black men who are being shot and killed at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and on and on. Young rapper, almost every week a rapper gets killed. What is going on? You need to understand this. Most of them are going straight to hell like I would have out in the club till 4 o'clock in the morning messing with somebody's girlfriend and all of that man I should have been dead and gone I believe the most biblical song that uh, T.I. And, and the white kid I forget his name sung together they did a duet right before he went to jail Dead and gone. I believe that's the best song they ever did. Both of them. I should have been dead and gone to hell. I'm so happy that I that God kept me alive to save my wretched, undone, wicked soul who hated the church and hated my loving father who was a preacher with a passion. I mean I never I never I've never seen such hatred towards a father for no reason. No reason. The man never even whipped me. He should have whipped me B times. I, I probably would not have done some of the evil I did because he was all of my life 350 pounds. His hand, his right hand was bigger than my head. If he had hit me one time, I would have been dead. So you grandmothers and you mothers, you listen to me well in Jackson, Mississippi, in Shreveport, Louisiana, in Birmingham, Alabama, and we have people in all of these cities, in Tallahassee, Florida, 
in Atlanta, Georgia, you people need to start praying for your children. Stop playing. Get their fathers wherever they might be to talk some sense into these boys' heads. Put them in the Army, put them in the Marines, put them in the Air Force, put them in the Navy. Get them off the street because they're going to end up dead. But more importantly, you need to get saved yourself and stop being a professing church member. Just paying your dues at the church and visiting the church on special days. And try to lead your sons and your grandsons to the Lord. If you can't do anything else, contact my daughter, Danielle Elizabeth Breelove White at gospellightsociety.com, DW3 at gospellightsociety.com, or GLS at gospellightsociety, and she will send you some tracks to give to your sons and your grandsons, free of charge. And granddaughters, too, for real, because some of them are, are in a bad way. messing up their lives with these dirty dogs out here. It's time for the Grandmother Brigade to rise again in the black community, sad to say. It's time for uh, the uh, uh, Grandmother Brigade of all races to step up. The Mother Brigade and the father brigade to step up to save your children you need to get your mind on your children get saved yourself stop being a hypocrite yourself stop trying to be cute yourself trying to get the hookup at 63 and 5 and 65 and 70 on social security thinking that you're still cute i have news for you you're not sit down somewhere and start praying for your grandchildren and your children and take your tight jeans off and you men take your little uh, uh, muscle stretch where you have nothing but fat and get serious about your children and your grandchildren because it's going to be a something else to go to heaven and all your families in hell that's where that's where I'm, I'm way over here I'm not even dealing with all this down here <laughs> That stuff don't faze me. I know that's hard for you to get your head around, but that's the truth. I'm praying for my family. You hear me praying for my wife? Now let me, let me help you. The reason why I have to do that is because she's so proud. You have some proud church members and family members yourself. And only God can break that rock. Only God can do that. So you need to pray hard to get that uh, hard rock cracked. And only God can do it. So that, that's how you need to be thinking. Those of you who are 60 and above, 50 and above, you need to be thinking about your children and your grandchildren, your spouses, your family members, and trying to get them saved. If you can't do anything else, send them a gospel track. And here's how you can get saved tonight to make sure that you're saved. First, dear friend, you must understand that you are a sinner. For the Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means that you're in trouble. For we all have broken God's law. We have broken his commandments by lying, by stealing, by lusting in our hearts at people and things, by disobeying and dishonoring our parents. These are the Ten Commandments of God that I'm repeating by taking God's name in vain, by committing adultery even in our hearts. For Jesus Christ said, if a man lusts after a woman in his heart, he has committed adultery already. A person who has anger in his heart 
has committed murder already. We all have sinned, haven't we? You have sinned, and I have sinned. The Pope has sinned. All bishops and priests have sinned. The Catholics and the Baptists and the Presbyterians and the Methodists, we all have sinned against God and broken His Ten Commandments. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin, there is a punishment for sin. For the Bible states in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. There's no writing like the Bible, my dear friend. What is that? The wages of sin is death. What kind of writing is that? That's divine writing. In other words, your paycheck at the end of your life for all of your sins that you have committed against God in the thousands upon thousands of sins since you have been born because you are a sin factory because you have a sinful nature and you choose to sin against God and some of us we love doing evil but the wages of sin is death King Solomon said it he said, you can do what you want. You're a free moral agent. Just understand everything you do is going to be brought into judgment before God Almighty who made you. That's why you need to prepare to meet your God. You need to get your house in order and prepare to meet your God. Some of you are more prepared for death with life insurance, but you don't have your eternal life insurance policy. Jonathan comes on with the 995 plan for your life insurance every day on television trying to get you ready for your death so that you could have enough money to be buried by your family and maybe leave a few dollars for the family left behind instead of having to go on uh, some app to raise money for your funeral. Yeah, even when you leave here, when you die, you got to pay your way. But I have uh, the eternal insurance, insurance policy paid for and signed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ in full. It is free. And all you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. I urge you to take advantage of this free eternal life insurance policy that will get you out of hell where you belong and into heaven where you don't belong because of your sins. But by God's grace you can go by his mercy and by his love. And on top of that he wants you to go to heaven he wants you to be a part of the divine reset that he's doing. So thirdly, you need to understand that you are on the road to hell. As I speak right now, if you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ preached much on hell. In fact, he preached more on hell than he did heaven. He preached more on hell than all of the prophets in the Bible. He preached more on hell than even John the Baptist. He preached more on hell than all of the apostles combined. He was, yes, he is, the most loving person who ever walked the earth because he is the Son of God Yes, the God-man, 100% God, 100% man. His other name is Emmanuel, God with us. And he is love. He's the personification of love. But he was also a hellfire and brimstone preacher that came from his love. He preached on hell so much 
because he does not want you to go to hell. He wants you to take advantage of what he did on the cross for you. He paid your hellacious sin debt that deserves hell. For Jesus Christ said, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. This is hell. Jesus cannot lie. Jesus never lied. It is impossible for Jesus to lie. Now, and, and on top of that, don't let the devil put in your mind. He just said that to scare us to heaven and so forth. Uh, we, he knows we're not going. Don't be doing, listen, no, listen to me. Don't be thinking stupidly like that. Because that's how many people go to hell. Thinking that God and Jesus did not mean what they said. That's just foolishness. And it is the job of the preacher to help you to understand that. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. And hell is bad news, my dear friend, but I have good news for you. Jesus Christ said these words of good news to you. He said the most loving, loving, most magnificent, and most important words in the history of the world. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. So just believe in your heart, dear friend, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that he suffered. He bled and he died on a cruel cross, the cruelest death in history was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God on the third day. He did that for you. He paid your sin debt so that you can go freely to heaven and avoid going to the hell you deserve for all of the sins you repeatedly committed against him. All you have to do is trust in him. Believe in him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul. Call on his name for Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? I'm going to tell you something that nobody told me up until the age of 19. I was totally blinded to the fact that I was on my way to hell. When you get saved, my dear friend, you're getting saved ultimately from hell. Yes, the power of sin in this life, but ultimately you're being saved from hell so that you can be a part of the divine reset that God has for everybody who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am here to tell you, that's a party that you don't want to miss. Uh, I'm just telling you, don't miss that party. 
because it's going to be a party from day one in the divine reset party so believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and get saved today everything is not going to be perfect down here for you you will have some tribulations and troubles and trials and tribulations and tests and tensions and enemies and everything else but after a while by and by the divine reset will come to pass and we all will be with the Lord and there will be peace and joy forevermore and that can begin as soon as you get saved tonight so follow me in prayer as you pray we pray the Lord's prayer together uh, rather the sinner's prayer together and then you can pray the Lord's prayer later with meaning let's pray the sinner's prayer together mean it from your heart repeat it after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart don't pray it if you're not sincere let's pray holy father god i admit that i am a sinner and that i have sinned against you repeatedly for I have broken your Ten Commandments I've done evil in your sight for Jesus Christ's sake please have mercy and grace upon my soul and please forgive me of all of my sins my failures and my faults as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins and change and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Allow me to say congratulations to you on doing the most important thing in life. The most important thing I ever did in my life was believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You will marvel at how he will change your life and guide your life. He will take you on a journey that you know that he's leading. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com or Gospel Light House of Prayer and read my free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight as your Lord and Savior, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com or whatever email is on your platform. 
and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you. We also have some free materials uh, that will help you grow in the faith and be the disciple that God wants you to be. Also, if you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer. Uh, Tomorrow is the 1st of July, and uh, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live, I may be with you tomorrow, but I may take a little break. And so uh, you will be informed. And uh, but more than likely, if the Lord tarries his coming and we live, I'll be with you tomorrow as well. May God bless you and may God keep you is my prayer. And here's your assignment. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. These are commandments found in the word of God in the New Testament. Continue instant in prayer. Remember the parable that Jesus Christ gave to this end, to this purpose, and to this aim. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Humble yourself down and pray. Stop trying to do life your way. And God in heaven, who loves you very much, will help you through his Son, Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you so much for allowing me to be here on the 30th day of June after preaching by your grace and your leadership for over, for all 30 days. And Lord, I do pray that all of the souls that got saved, all of the Christians that have been encouraged, would continue to follow you and pray without ceasing. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. At this time, go ahead and pull it out. At this time, we're going to listen to that beautiful song, I'll Fly Away. Mm-hmm.